This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal News Show. Joining you every morning at 8 a.m. UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you as always for joining me. It's very much appreciated. I hope you've had a fantastic week. Uh, I hope you had a great start to your weekend yesterday on Saturday. Uh, I certainly did. Had a really nice time. Went to a, I didn't go to a baby shower. So this is obviously like a, a rule. It's like the guys don't go. But what the guys do is the guys go to the pub while the others go to the baby shower. And, uh, <laughs> and that's what I did. Uh, so I had a very good Saturday, nice chill Saturday. And uh, what else was really great was seeing that not only did I, you know, I sat and said to you guys that I was worried about this challenge kind of fading away on a, on a Saturday and on a Sunday because the international break is hard enough to, to engage sometimes. The weekend of an international break is even harder because, of course, people's weekly routines aren't in the same way um, as kind of aligned, if you like. But you guys, you guys have just absolutely smashed it. Like, we got more likes on yesterday's show than any other show in the past week. Perhaps more likes than any other show we've done in the last year. That's how impressive you guys are that's how brilliant this community is um so thank you uh first of all and we gotta keep going because as i said before i feel like today sunday was going to be the toughest day but you guys are giving me plenty of encouragement to think that we can do it um absolutely fantastic stuff and uh, amazing to keep this going uh amazing if we can do it so sunday let's make sure we try and get over that thousand mark you know again i'm not thinking too big let's just get to that 1k get to that 1k because that is that is what hopefully we're going to be able to do i love this comment from duncan it says i listened to you on spotify for four months now and i just wanted to join a live show to be in one well welcome duncan and to all those that listen on audio only platforms um if you have ever wondered what this ugly mug looks like well youtube does give you that ability to see this said ugly muck. Uh, so thank you everyone that's tuned in thank you everyone that supported the challenge so far let's keep it rolling let's keep it going uh, let's see if we can get to the end of the international break without dipping under that 1,000 like challenge mark. We keep going. But uh, good morning to those joining us in the chat box live this morning. I uh, hope you're doing good and well. Bingy, uh, we've got Bingy. Uh, old Dave, Prince, we've got Olawale, we've got Stevie, Maximius, Glenn, Sean. Uh, we've got NSW, Pika Who. We've got Sabre, Olawale, Srijith. Uh, we've got Johnny, uh, Jimbo, Rancid. Uh, we've got NSW, Canoe, Colin. And plenty more. Everybody else joining us as well. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, Your support, your dedication, and your time 
is always very much appreciated. So without further ado, I think we should probably crack on with today's stories, should we? Um, we start with Cheeto Obi Martins, a name that you may or may not have heard of, but I'm sure that the majority of you will have become a lot more familiar with the name of in the past 24 hours. Because our 15-year-old youngster, Arsenal under-16 player, has achieved something quite crazy. He didn't score just like, you can see in this photo here, he's holding up his three fingers, clearly because he scored a hat-trick before. And he didn't just score one hat-trick. He didn't just score two hat-tricks. He, he did get three hat-tricks, but that wasn't enough. He got 10 goals. 10 goals in our under-16s win over Liverpool. Now, it seems to be the, the, the theme at the moment to get double-digit goals, as France proved last night against Gibraltar with their 14-0 victory. But no one in that team was scoring this many goals. Uh, and a massive congratulations to Chido Obi Martins, who I can tell you uh, has already been training with the Arsenal first team and the senior side. He's had sessions with them and the club think very highly of him and clearly for, well, very, very good reasons indeed. Uh, a big, big win over Liverpool's under-16s and certainly an achievement to that will probably be carrying uh, Obi Martin through uh, what is going to be a fantastic, hopefully, career. Uh, but that is has got him plenty of notoriety as well. Who needs to sign a striker when you've already got one scoring 10 goals in one single game? Now, speaking of scoring and speaking of surprises, <laughs> I think we can agree that yesterday that was certainly uh, a surprise. Kai Havertz. Not only starting at left back, like that in itself is strange. Uh, Nagelsmann, Julian Nagelsmann, deciding to play Kai Havertz in a left back role, which was obviously a very, it wasn't traditional. It wasn't a very traditional left back uh, position and it was a very tactically designed position. Um, but Kai Havertz starting at left back and scoring in uh, their game against Turkey to give them a lead in that fixture. Problem being, Germany lost that game. Uh, Kai Havertz actually got the highest rating of any of the defenders of that game. Uh, I imagine that the goal played a part in that rating, of course. But uh, very interesting. Of all the defenders in that Germany side that started the game yesterday, he did come out with the uh, the highest rating uh, of any of those uh, of any of those defenders. I, I, it's not something I think we'll see at Arsenal. Uh, I say that, and you know, I've ended up being very shocked and surprised at some of the decisions that we've made at the club in the past. Um, but he started the game at left back. He also gave away a handball as well, uh, which led to a turkey penalty and a turkey goal. And uh, those that watched the game, I didn't manage to catch it, but those that have watched it said that he played pretty well, um, actually. And I think that, you know, this, this is a good thing. This is the confidence that he needs. He needs to be scoring goals, anything that can, you know, help him to kind of push onwards. And hopefully um, what we see uh, from Havertz is this confidence grow and develop into something that can help him at club level uh, and, of course, in the Arsenal first team as well. So let's keep those fingers crossed indeed that that does happen. Um, and let's see if indeed uh, he can take that goal, take that confidence, take that crazy, silly celebration and use that to encourage him uh, to push onwards in his uh, in his club shirt. That would be ideal. Now. 
Another transfer line to talk about this morning is that apparently Juventus are considering a loan move for Thomas Partey in January. There have been suggestions that uh, representatives of the Italian side have been in London and the discussions have apparently taken place over potentially a signing of Partey uh, in the January window. Now, this doesn't seem to make too much sense. However, when you look at it from another perspective, I know some people will be like, well, why would Arsenal ever allow Partey to leave on loan? Well, there is potentially one reason why Arsenal would allow Partey to leave on loan in January. And that's because obviously they can't rely on the player's fitness. They can't rely on his availability. And the sale price of Partey in January without playing more regular football, without getting uh, more minutes, is not going to be of an acceptable level that it could be in the summer. He's also going to be away during the African Cup of Nations, of course, taking place across January and into early February. Uh, and if Arsenal want to bring in some players in the summer, they are going to have to move players on. And even in January, they are going to have to move players on in January, because as I've mentioned a number of times, and as you should all be aware uh, at the moment, is that Arsenal's squad is at capacity. Arsenal cannot register any more players unless they leave players out. Now, Cedric is the obvious one that we think of. But beyond Cedric, we are full. Um, and that means that we will need to move players on. Whether that means that Partey is that player that moves on in January and we bring in another midfielder that is more reliable, that we can um, get more minutes from, that we can have greater availability for. And then Juve, uh, Juve kind of take Partey on loan and then a decision on his future is made more in the summer. If that is the only way forwards. If you're offering me a reliable centre midfielder, if that's a Yusuf Fafana, if that's a Ruben Neves, if you're telling me that I can have Fafana or Neves and Partey is loaned out for six months and that we sell him in the summer, that's not that far-fetched of an idea. It's not that crazy of an idea because the availability of Partey is continually in question. And let's be honest, his form when he has played has not necessarily been of the level that has been required. Jorginho, remember, at the end of last season, actually knocked him out of the starting lineup despite him being fit. So, hypothetically, if a deal allowed Arsenal to go in and get a player of the quality of a Neves, a player of the quality of Fafana, etc., but we had to move on Partey, I think that it does make a lot more sense than just batting that theory away. Um, so, just for a second consider that um so yeah don't immediately kind of think it's a crazy idea because it's not with the situation that we find ourselves in and lastly a story to talk about and not particularly a great story to talk about because it's a worrying one in some ways and it's encouraging in other ways but gabriel jesus is indeed according to brazilian outlets expected to start for brazil in their game against argentina not come off the bench, not get some minutes at the end of the game, not be eased back into the action. Gabby Jesus is expected to start for Brazil in their biggest game of this run of qualifiers against Argentina. Um, they, of course, are without Vinicius Junior now, who is now injured. So it's expected that Martinelli will start on the left and that Gabriel will start at centre-back and Jesus will start at centre-forward. There's an expectation that Jesus will start this game. I don't know too much what to make of it. It's, it's a good news in some ways because it means he's ready to play. But the question mark is, 
is he ready to play? We don't really know. And I don't know whether or not the Brazilian national side know as much as what Arsenal seem to suggest, because if Arsenal had their way, I don't think Jesus would be playing that day or either in future potential days either. We have been told by Arteta that he is not ready to train, let alone ready to play. So let's keep those fingers crossed that this does not lead to disaster. But I am not holding out. Yeah, I, I want to hold out loads of hope, but I can't help but feel really a sense of trepidation about this um, and a worry. So let's wait and see what happens. But I just cannot get on board with the idea of forcing a player into a position where it increases the chance of injury when they're not fully recovered, not necessarily ready. In some ways, you could argue that Arsenal have brought this situation upon themselves when they didn't allow Gabriel Martinelli to go on the latest uh, tour of, of Brazil and then played him before the national, uh, before the international break. And that, you can imagine, would have frustrated Brazil somewhat. But if the response to that is to risk a player's fitness, I don't see how that's an equivocal response, if that is indeed the case. But I need to also be well aware that I don't know the ins and outs of his status. I don't know the ins and outs of how he's trained. And I don't know the ins and outs of, of the situation regarding if he is been cleared and is fully fit to to play. I hope that's the case. And I hope that this is a good sign for Arsenal and it means they will be able to have him back after the international break. But we are just going to have to wait and see, I guess. Anyway, let's go to part two and your questions to tackle this and plenty more of your thoughts and different topics right after this. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to part two. Um, I don't know why I've started off as if I'll start the entire show, but uh, we have. Um, but thank you ever so much, everyone, for tuning in, as always. Uh, we've got, of course, this challenge continuing to go on um, for those that joined in the show late. A massive thank you once again to those that have helped us on our way to 1K every single day. Um, so let's keep on going uh, and let's keep on pushing. Let's hope that we can reach it once again. So Yesterday, it was like 1,600 likes on the video, but we just want to get to that 1,000 mark. So if you're helping us get there, if you're helping us push forward with it, thank you. If you're listening on audio platforms, you want to hop over to YouTube just for a second to, to help us in this challenge. If you want to leave a five-star review on Spotify or iTunes and a review as well, um, we'll do that. And I said I'm going to be reading out some of those reviews as well. My phone is, is not on me, so I can't do it right now. Um, but uh, certainly, I look forward to to reading some of those uh, when you put them in. Uh, right, let's uh, let's go into the chat box, shall we, and tackle some of your questions. Um, John says, Tom, Real Madrid are getting paid because of players being out injured on international duty. 
Why didn't we get paid when Jesus got injured for the World Cup? John, my question to you is how do you know that we didn't? Um, because the answer to your question is we did. Uh, Arsenal did get money um, from Gabriel Jesus being injured at the World Cup. That is the process. If a player is injured on international duty, I believe that the country ends up covering or the federation of that country, the association of that country ends up paying the wages of that player during the period that they are out. I'm pretty sure that's the way it works. But yeah, my question would be to you, John, how do you know that they didn't pay us for Jesus? Um, because to my understanding, we did get paid uh, when he was out. Uh, Oki says, Tom, considering Everton's current saga, should Arsenal be worried considering our large spending in recent years with very little money coming back in via player sales? Thanks for the great content. Okay, I think worried uh, or concerned, you know, these are words. I think just aware. I think we should just be using words like aware. I don't think there's too much reason for concern or um, worry at the moment. But just be aware uh, of what Arsenal have spent, of the little money that we brought in. But we're back in the Champions League now. That's going to help a lot. You've got to think about the side like Everton that aren't in European competition, so they don't have that extra revenue. Arsenal's revenues are, it's, you know, revenue comes from more than just player sales. It's worth pointing out. It's about losses and revenue and things being cancelled out of one another. So you've got to remember that as well. So, yes, uh, I just say be aware. Don't need to be worried. Don't need to be concerned at the moment until we get more information. There's not enough information out there really about Arsenal yet to have any kind of feeling of trepidation, if you like. But just be aware. Uh, so that's that's the way forward. Um, let's go to Gunner Dude says, what's your opinion on the possibility of Havertz being converted to DM? He seems solid defensively and could be a Busquets type of player. Um, I don't think that's the way forwards for Havertz. I see why you've come to that conclusion, but I think that Havertz's future still very much lies in the final third of the field rather than in the that section of the field. Uh, Maximir says, I think we got paid uh, not only for Gabriel Jesus, but for everybody. Uh, I think it's, yeah, obviously the, the nation's take on the wages during international play. You don't pay, as far as my understanding is that the, yeah, the, the wages are paid kind of by the, the federations, etc., and obviously, then um, any injuries that happen during that period are then covered as well by that pit player is out. So, there you go. Uh, Lewis is Tom. Why do you think that it is Arteta so reluctant to play Zinchenko at left eight with Odegaard and Rice playing at six? Tommy has been so much more solid at left back, and Zinni looks tailor made for the eight position. I guess because he just wants Jorginho and Rice, and he feels like that's giving us enough of a foundation, and that he's felt that we haven't really necessarily had the opportunity to, I suppose experiment you think about the Burnley game we could have experimented then but Ben White was out so Tommy Asu had to start a right back Zinchenko therefore went to left back so there hasn't necessarily I think been the opportunity to experiment with Zinchenko midfield he did play further forwards in that game against Sevilla towards the end of the game when Saka came off injured we decided to go with Zinchenko playing in, in nearly a right wing position in that game so he has pushed him further forwards in a very brief cameo but maybe it's something that we will look to do further in the future. Uh, the Immature 3 uh, says, uh, maybe it's the Im Immature 3, uh, says, uh, do you think the deductions to Everton is harsh? And if City does not get punished, should rival fans protest in support of Everton? I don't know. And the reason why I don't know is because I've got no reference point. I've got no comparison. I've got no way of knowing if that's a harsh punishment or if it's a light punishment or if it's a fair punishment. I have no reference point. And the only way we get a reference point is by seeing what punishments befall the likes of Chelsea that befall the likes of Man City. If they also get a 10-point deduction, 
then yes, it would be very harsh in Everton and very, very much just a slap on the wrist for the other clubs. But it's impossible to know right now what the punishment is in the context of, of other punishments because we don't really have too much in the way of information, if you know what I mean, on, on those other things. Um, Andre says, if I'm watching this live, it probably means I should be heading to bed. Uh, I hope that you wake up to one and a half K likes on the rewatch though tomorrow. Thanks, Andre. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in and liking the video as well. Uh, Pika who says, Tom, just a theory, but maybe it's tactical. Maybe it's not. What are your thoughts on if goalkeeper was Raya for the first half and Ramsdale for the second half of the season? Could this be a possibility? I highly doubt it. I really, I, I, I love the theory crafting, but I just don't think that that is uh, a reality that, that we'll see materialise this season uh, or in future seasons. I don't think it's about half and halves. I think Rare is very much the starting goalkeeper and he has overtaken Ramsdale in Arteta's decision-making in that sense. Uh, here to there says Man City literally announced five injuries right before the international break. How do they do this consistently and get away with this? I mean, they could just genuinely have those injuries. So it's impossible to know whether or not it's real or it's not. And you have to assume that it's real until there's any evidence that it's not. I'm, I'm afraid that's just, that's the way that things work is you can only go off the information that we get until there is investigations or things that go on to suggest that it isn't. And that's what we're hoping to rely on for these alleged 115 breaches um, that are going on continuously. Uh, Pika who says, Tom, will you be updating the sticker next to our names for the longstanding members like 24 months with a pink logo? Um, I haven't looked into the membership things in a while. Uh, I am looking at the membership side of things. Um, I've been speaking to like the likes of Harry and things and, and who use, don't use YouTube memberships. They use a different platform for memberships. And I have considered it. And, you know, I'm always very open and honest with you guys about kind of the the off field stuff, if you don't want to call it that. From the podcast, because uh, YouTube, you obviously commit. You commit a investment to the channel. You want to support the channel with membership. And YouTube do take a, a big portion of that that you invest, whereas things like Patreon don't do that. The benefit of YouTube is that it's obviously intertwined with YouTube. So if you're a member, you do stand out in the chat box and you have a little logo and you can use the emojis and things like that. But that comes with the price, no pun intended, that what you're supporting the channel with half of that is going to youtube like it's that's the way that it works and i have considered for a long time making a switch the issue with making a switch to a patreon where more of your investment can actually be going in towards the channel and making the channel better is that there's nothing to differentiate you in a chat box and i that's something i've that's kept me from changing things i'd love to know your thoughts and feedback on the idea of if you'd think that you know, moving to a, a different membership platform would be the way forwards for the channel to, so that you you can better support it and that you can feel like your money is going more into the channel than into YouTube. Um, but if you also like the fact that YouTube gives you the different kind of, uh, um, if you know that that they gives you kind of the the labels and the emojis and things in in the chat box. I mean, people don't really use the emojis for honest. It's kind of just there as a bonus, but not really used. But it does give you and tell me how long you've been members for, where you don't have that in the same kind of linking in with with youtube but uh i suppose it would be like for those that listen on audio platforms there is no real benefit um so uh like to the youtube side of things so i guess that would be more so on a patreon side i'm also a little bit like if i do patreon i know obviously the likes of vision and ask do extra shows for those that, that support but there's always part of me that thinks 
some people can't necessarily afford to be a member and want to listen to all the content. Um, so I'm not sure if locking away extra, it would never be like anything that we do anyway, but extra stuff would necessarily be fair. So I don't know, but I always appreciate your feedback and your comments. And so do leave those in the comment section uh, down below. Um, and uh, I, I enjoy reading through as many of them as I can. Uh, Johnny Bell says 640 people in the chat. Let's make sure we smash those like buttons. Indeed. Uh, Jean says Harland is not going to play today due to an injury he got against the Fair Islands. I did see that, an ankle injury. Um, didn't look too comfortable for him at the end of the game. Is that mean that he's out for City? We'll have to, you know what, wait and see, uh, and see if that indeed means that he is missing for any future City games, I suppose. Uh, let's go to Lewis, who says, Tom, why do you think that it is Arteta so reluctant? Oh, we've, we've touched, we tackled that one. So this is the problem when I scroll up, is often I repeat questions. On the volley says, do you think uh, what we could have had uh, in terms of our transfer targets, if we'd missed out on. So Zubamendi, Mudrik, Lissandra Martinez, Vlahovic. I don't think necessarily you can always look back on things like that and think what could have happened if we'd have done that. You can only assess what we ended up doing. You can add Rafinha into that. You know, there are players that we tried to sign that haven't been successful on numerous occasions. But what we have done is that we've pivoted really well. We didn't get Mudrik, we got Trossard. We didn't get Lissandro Martinez. And we ended up getting Zinchenko. And these players have helped us to get to the stage where we are. And if you look at what those players are doing, I mean, Man United wallowing around the Europa League places, the bottom of their Champions League group. If you look at Chelsea, you know, I know they're finding some feet at the moment, but Mudrik necessarily, I don't think has, he's not signed for the, he's not playing under the manager that signed him. So that's always a difficult thing as well. So yeah, that's, that's something. Rance says, the Canton and Simeon show is a Patreon special. <laughs> Maybe it's an idea. Um, oh, Dave says, would Patreon eliminate the StreamYard muggins? Uh, by the way, Martin Harvey was first, but I had to go back to bed as he's sick. Well, thanks, Martin, uh, for tuning in. And Dave, um, I don't think so, no, because StreamYard is separate to YouTube. StreamYard is just the, the hosting platform of what we stream on. So it doesn't. That's yeah, it doesn't work in that way. Uh, Johan says, Be like Harry, the extra content is done early for members and comes out later for all. That's not a bad idea. Um, but I don't necessarily know how long you could even leave it because things go out of date, you know, so quickly. So is it like a day late? Is it two days late, three days late? Difficult. Um, Vegas Gunner says, Everton broke the rules. City and Chelsea are being investigated, but some in the media are crushing Arteta for questioning referees. Uh, same people saying that they feel sorry for Everton. What if uh, they were us? Uh, who knows, uh, Vegas? Who knows? All I know is that Arteta spoke his truth. Uh, he said what he felt was right at the time. He said he, what he felt was true about the situation with officiating and um, with everything that's going on in that, that kind of situation. So what we'll wait and see, I guess we will wait with, as I've used the phrase before, bated breath to what goes on with City and Chelsea. Everton did indeed and were found guilty of breaking the rules. And so we don't really have a reference point until we start seeing other clubs punished for their own breaking of the rules. And uh, we will have to wait and see what happens with those. Um, Harry says, would you rather make a midfield signing in January to bolster midfield or bring in a superstar in the summer like an Ozzyman? I don't think it's necessarily a case of one or the other, Harry. I think Arsenal can make a midfield signing in January and we can look to make a marquee addition in the forward line in the summer. I think that hopefully is what the plan is. And uh, time will tell whether or not we choose to go down that path or whether it's even possible to go down that path. But would I rather? I'd rather obviously always wait for the better option. 
um, because it's the better thing for Arsenal's longer term future. But I think that there is a scope to do both of those things, Harry. Ozymen, I'm not so sure, but certainly a marquee striker and marquee forward at a very minimum is certainly feasible. Uh, Stephen says, we have to remember that Everton are going to appeal and I suspect the points deduction will be reduced. I don't know why you suspect that, Stephen. There's no evidence that it will be reduced if they appeal it. They could even face harsher punishments because of potential suing of uh, reported, you know, from Leicester and Leeds and Burnley, etc. So it could get even worse for Everton. We're going to have to be patient and find out what happens in that regard. Um, Sam says, hey, Tom, uh, what do you make of every media taking Everton's side in the points deduction but slating Arteta for telling the truth about uh, the VAR and the refs? I mean, have they taken Everton's side? Um, and on what basis? I, I've got to say, I am your leave at the moment, so I'm, I am trying to switch off in some regards to what's going on. I've not necessarily seen a huge amount. I saw Kev did a thing on Sky Sports defending Everton, and you know, obviously Kevin used to play for, for Everton. He's got that attachment. I, I, for one, I don't know what the evidence is to suggest that Everton shouldn't have been punished. Um, because if they've broke, if they've been found to have broken the rules then what is there to defend them with, if you know what I mean? If they have been found to be in breach of financial sustainability rules, I think that it is, what is the, what's the defence? What's the reason why they shouldn't be given a punishment? Um, that's, that's what I'm curious about. And because we don't have any reference points yet, and we're kind of waiting to see what happens with Chelsea. Like Those that are saying that like, oh, you can't punish Everton like this when Chelsea and City have done X, Y, Z. Well, Chelsea and City are under investigation. So that is not concluded at this point in time. So that's why Everton said in their statement that they await and are kind of, you know, interested to see what happens with other teams. And quite rightly, they said that because there should be contextualised punishment across teams that break those rules. So I guess, I, I, we, again, I, I use the words we will have to wait and see because the reality is, is that that is most, mostly what we, we can't make conclusions about things that we don't know all the information about and we sometimes have to hypoth uh, we have to hypothesize and, and theorize what might happen but until we have all the facts until we wait for investigations to conclude we can't do anything you know so those taking Everton's side I question what basis they have to do that with and what they're basing it off of um if we say it's the severity of the sanction how are they judging the severity of the sanction as being xyz when we don't have anything to compare it to yet so you can't criticize or scrutinize the sanctions severity when we don't have anything to compare it to yet i guess is is my point in that regard um tjr says how long until we get into cricket talk i'm just not into cricket in that to i'm not passionate about the sport i'm afraid sorry for those that are loving the world cup at the moment but it's just not my thing. I'm really sorry, but it's it's yeah, it's just it's just not my thing. Um, Felix says you provide good education on Arsenal. Why not invite finance and accounting experts to talk on Arsenal's finances? As a long term lover of your work and an accountant, I can see there's potentially a gap for this. We have had Mike on the show, who's obviously very much uh, in with the finances of, of Arsenal. He understands it to a, a high degree. Um, we, I guess we could do it when the next load of accounts come out. We could do something more of a deep dive into the club's finances. We have done it before. I guess we could do it again. Apiku, thank you so much for the kind donation. Thank you from all of us, Tom, for your 8am commitments. You're very welcome indeed. And thank you 
for supporting the channel. It means a lot. Um, let's go to uh, Dwayne says, uh, sorry, Damien says, Dwayne, you have missed the part that said if they go into administration. Yes, indeed. It's if, if they go into administration, they'd have a further points deduction based upon the, the potential legal action involving uh, Leicester, Leeds and, and Burnley. Uh, Dan says, hi, Tom, do you think it's possible the league rush to Everton's punishment to reinforce a precedent when they rule on Chelsea and City? No, I, I mean, obviously Chelsea and City are, I think, facing a, a far greater, wider, more in-depth analysis, of not analysis, investigation, because there's so many more different potential breaches. I think Everton's was, was much more, smaller, and so they've come to that resolution quicker, whereas the others are a lot more. They've got a lot more charges, so it takes a lot more time to investigate and go through all of those things and read through the evidence for and against that. So that's why it's different timeframes for both. Uh, Dwayne says, I don't know on if it goes into administration. The story I read sees the club as uh, successful in suing them. So maybe it meant that. Again, it's all legal. It's all alleged at the moment. It's very difficult to, to come to any kind of conclusion. So we're going to have to chill out and see what happens. Um, and, and then we can make our judgments when we have more conclusive um, kind of ends to this story, if you like. Uh, Johan says, do you think there's an argument that getting a target man type striker would be a priority? I feel we lack creativity because our midfielders are limited in their passing. I don't think a target man is a priority at all. I don't think that's not, it's not something that Arsenal necessarily are after specifically. If a striker they like has that ability in them, if they are taller, if they are good in the air, I think that will be a consequence of just a bonus, if you like. But yeah, it's difficult to know what type of striker we'll go for in the end. There's suggestions that Tony's going to stay. There's suggestions that Tony could even sign a brand new contract. That could rule out a move for him. And then the number of strikers available changes. And in the summer, there might be different options available. So we have to wait until the summer to know what type of targets I think will be available for us in that regard. Anyway, we're going to end the show there. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. There's over 700 tuning in on a Sunday morning, which is amazing. Uh, do drop a like on the video. Do help us get to our 1K target of 1K every day uh, during this international break. So thank you, everyone, for the support always. And uh, I will be back tomorrow morning with hopefully more exciting updates around the world of Arsenal and more fantastic chat with you guys and discussions in the chat box. Let us know your thoughts on anything we discussed today in the comment section down below. And I'll endeavour to read and reply to as many of them as I feasibly can. Have a fantastic rest of your weekend. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Too tired to clean your floors after playtime? Forgot to vacuum before your friends bring their little ones over? Let Eufy X10 Pro Omni help. Powerful 8,000 PA suction removes debris and MopMaster dual mop pads scrub away stubborn stains with ease. Save time and keep your floors cleaner. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.